Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 14 I know that whatsoever God whatsoever doeth, it shall be forever. It shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it. Nothing can be put to it. Nor anything taken from it. So the Bible says whatever God does, God's intention is that that thing would be forever. Leva, don't, don't, if she's not ready, you put it down. Don't worry. Leva. Leva, put it down. It's okay. It's okay. Just leave her. Hmm? Whatever God does, God's intention, listen to me, is that God wants that thing to last forever. So if God heals you now, He wants your healing to last for how long? Forever. If God blesses you now, He wants the blessing to last for how long? Forever. If God changes your life now, He wants your life to remain changed for how long? You see, it's not God's intention that you return back to the place He has called you out of. If he has called you out of a dry place, if he has brought you out of an empty place, he said he took my feet from a miry clay and set me upon the rock to stay. His intention is that when he changes your life, your life will remain changed forever. By extension, God's intention is that when you set your heart on fire for him, your heart will burn for him forever. Up today, down tomorrow, on fire for God today, cold tomorrow, loving God today, not loving Him tomorrow. God's intention is that you will love Him for the rest of your life. So if He starts a walk in your life, His intention is that He will do that walk forever. And in my journey as a believer, there is nothing that has troubled me more than to hear stories of people who had once born for God who has once had an experience with God, and you hear it all the while. People have an experience with God, but it doesn't get sustained. Before you know it, they are back in the ditch from where God called them out from. People have left habits, left addictions, and followed after God, and pursued after His glory. And before you know it, they are back, back in that place from whence God had called them out of. And that's why this sermon today is very critical. Because it is to teach you how to catch that fire and then burn with it for the rest of your life. That's the story I want to share with you today. How, pastor? How? How do I 
get this glory and handle it for the rest of my life. This is so passionate in my heart that I wrote an entire book on it. I wrote a book, I titled it Maintaining Your Fire for God. And I'm doing a, a re-edition of that book right now. It should be out by December. How do I conserve my encounter? You see, because a lot of us have had encounters with God. I mean, you had an encounter with God last week. Some people had encounters with God last two weeks. Some people had an encounter with God last three weeks. So it's not like you've not, had, you've not felt God touch you before. You felt the fire go through your body. You, you wept, your tears coming through your eyes. You, you knew there was something, you know, something happened. Something happened to you. You know something. But how do I maintain my life in such a way that I don't lose what God has done in me? How is that glowing my spirit? Pastor, I like the way I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling so close to God. I'm feeling so close to His Holy Spirit. I like the way I'm feeling, but I'm afraid I will lose this. I'm afraid I would go back into those things that He called me out of. Pastor, how do I stay strong and on fire for Him? How do I ensure that my fire doesn't burn out. So I said that when God meets with you, his intention, please follow me closely, is that he would have you in his heart forever. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 14, whatever the Lord does. Where's Collins? Collins, sit down where I can see. Where's Collins? You, see, you have the mic with you? Just take, take the mic. Do we have another mic? Because of my Bible reader. We have just one. Yeah, so you hold it now because you're reading the Bible. But if I, if I lead a song, there's an anointing on you this morning. So if I listen a song, you, you take the song with me. Okay. How? How? How do I ensure I don't lose it? You know, I can tell you stories of how the fire of God fell on me. I've told you before. I can say it again. How the fire of God fell on me. And now that I've been able to sustain that fire all my years. And this kind of meeting you're going to have, these meetings we're having right now, and this kind of meeting you're going to have on Friday. And if you you can't miss Friday. Say, you know, you already know, Abby. You can't miss Friday. I beg you. If I've not begged you before, I beg you now. You can't miss Friday. The glory of God will fill this place. The fire of God will literally burn through this facility. Everyone, even those in the guest house, will know. It will shake this place. The fire of God will burn in this place. You've never seen it before. He says, tell Israel, prepare thyself on the third day for the Lord shall come upon the Mount Sinai. He would come as he promised. He would come. He would come as he said. He would come. So the first thing you have to do is that you don't let it pass you by. Mm. Song of Solomon chapter Five. Help me do more. Do you have NLT? Song of Solomon chapter 5, verse 2 to verse 6. Song of Solomon chapter 5, verse 2 to verse 6. What does it say? Help me. Song of Solomon chapter 5. I slept. But my heart was awake. I slept, but my heart was awake, yes. When I heard my lover knocking and calling. So I heard my lover knocking at the door and was calling me, yes. Open to me, my treasure. Open to me, my treasure. My darling. My darling. My dove. My dove. My perfect one. See all the names that God was calling his lover. My perfect one, my lover, my darling. That's the way the Holy Ghost woos you to his presence. He's wooing you right now. He says, open to me, my darling, my lover, my dove. Continue. What does it say next? My head is drenched with dew. My head is drenched with dew. 
my hair with the dampness of the night. Yes. But I responded. He said, but I responded. I have taken off my robe. Look, he says, look, I am already, I have already removed my clothes. You see, I don't want to be inconvenienced. I've removed my clothes. Yes, what does it say next? Should I get dressed again? Should I now have to get up from my bed? You see, my lover is there at the door knocking. Say, my lover, open to me. And I'm saying, look, I'm already in bed. I've removed my clothes. I don't like to be inconvenienced. I don't want to have to get up again and then wear my clothes again. What does it say next? I have washed my feet. You see, now I've cleaned my feet. I've done everything, yes? Should I get them soiled? Should I now have to stand up again and you know, step on the ground? And my lover is at the door. Your lover is at the door. The door, the door of your heart, the lover of your soul is at the door of your heart this morning. He says, open to me. This lady says, I can't because my feet is already clean. What does it say next? My lover tried to unlock the So door. he tried by himself to see if he could open the door from the back. Mm -hmm. And my heart thrilled within me. When, I, when he put his hand, I felt his presence. My heart thrilled within me, yes? I jumped up to open the so door. So I jumped up at that point to open the door. For my love. For my love. And my hands dripped with perfume. You see, because he leaves behind the fragrance of his presence. My hands were dripping with oil. And what happened? My fingers dripped with lovely marrow. Yes. As I pulled back. When the I bolt, pulled back. The bolt. Yes. I opened to my lover. I opened to my lover. But he was gone. But he was gone. Then what happened? My heart sank. My heart sank. I searched for him. Everywhere. But I could not find him. You anywhere. see, because the encounters with God don't last forever. This season, you see, this season that SLC is in now will not last forever. There is a window open from heaven. There's a light shining from the throne of grace upon this place this season. But it will not shine like this forever. If I don't quickly, quickly get up and take advantage of this season, by the time I say, okay, let me now get up, it will be gone. He says, I've already laid in bed. I've already removed my clothes. Shall I again, shall I again wear my clothes all over? Shall I soil my feet? Imagine all that, all those excuses. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I still have to talk to my friend. I see, the, 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 the Lord, I'm not ready yet. Maybe you should come back next year, then I'll be ready for you. And by the time you are ready, he's no longer there. Genesis chapter 28, verse 16. Jacob had an encounter with God. Help me do more. Genesis 20 verse 16, King James. He had an encounter with God. The Bible says he had a dream and they saw a ladder from where he was laying down. And, yes. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep. So he woke up out of that dream, yes. And he said, And he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. So you know what? So that you can get a context for those who don't understand this story. Can we go back two verses ahead? We read, we read verse 16 now. 14. Can we? Come and go to verse 14. What does he say? And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. So the Lord was speaking to him, yes. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west. Yes. And to the east. Yes. And to the north. Yes. And to the south. Yes. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Yes. And behold, behold. I am with thee. Yes. And will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. Yes. And will bring thee again into this land. Yes. For I will not leave thee. 
thee yes. until I have done that which I have spoken to thee. To all. thee, yes. And Jacob awoke. And Jacob awoke from the sleep. And he said, and said, surely, surely, the Lord is in the this place. The Lord is in this place, and, and I, I knew it not. not. You see, it is possible for the Lord to be passing by a place, and we don't know. It is possible. Right where you are, there are angels in this place. All over. It's possible to be sitting in the midst of a high tension spiritual traffic and no no. It's possible to be sleeping in a place where the power of God is going up and down. And Jacob was sleeping. It's possible to be so unaware of what God is doing in our generation. So much you don't even understand that there's a part for you to play in it. It's possible. It's possible. Jacob lay down there. He says, ah, ah, Kai, the Lord was here. And I knew it not. And the danger of the Lord having an encounter with you without your readiness is that you will not be able to benefit from it. The danger of what is happening in SLC, SLC right now is that the Lord is touching people and you are not ready for it. Is that He can touch you. Yes, He can touch you. You can shake. You can tremble. And yet you may not benefit from it. And it was not far before we found out in the life of Jacob that he did not benefit from that encounter. Because shortly after that, he went straight his way. Do you know what Jacob did? He went and spent 20 years in the house of labor. 20 solid years. And I will tell you why. I will tell you why. When people are not ready for an encounter with God and it comes to them without their readiness, they cannot benefit from it. We now found out that this same Jacob came back and this time he was the one that triggered an encounter. The second encounter that Jacob had, hey, Kaluku better. This one, he slept. The other one, he wrestled. Uh, yes. That's what happens to a man who has wasted 20 years. There's no time to sleep no more. He slept on a stone. On the other one, this one, he wrestled all night. He wrestled till daybreak. That's a man who is ready now for an encounter. This encounter was different. Because from that encounter, his name changed. His name changed. Not only his name, even his walking posture. A man who has had an encounter will not walk the same way he, had. he was walking before he came into it. Why did that happen? Now he was ready for an encounter. That is why your heart must be ready for what God wants to do. This season. Two people that can never be ready. One are carnal Christians. You know, carnal Christians. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, reading from verse 9 to 14, he said, These things that we have eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. That has yet the heart of anyone what God has prepared for those who love him. He said, but the Lord has revealed to us by his spirit. For the spirit of the Lord searches the deep things of God. Yea, the deep things of God. He said, for we have the spirit. 
and we know all things freely given to us. If we compare spiritual things with spiritual, then it says that the, the natural man, the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit. He said, for it is foolishness to him. Neither can he because they are spiritually discerned. Okay? The natural man cannot. That's be verse 14. The natural man cannot. The natural man is not an unbeliever. The natural man is not a sinner. The natural man is a carnal Christian. You see, Christians that are, you see that, that are very carnal, they are too aware of their life, their carnality. That everything about their life is cruel. They cannot receive. You see, when God is passing, a carnal man cannot know. A carnal man cannot know. A carnal man cannot know. Right in a meeting like this, he may even be chatting with his friends. And God is passing. That's a carnal Christian. God may be touching his neighbor. And right there is browsing Instagram. He cannot know. There is no way, no matter how tense the atmosphere is, there is no way he can benefit. He's a natural man. And so this season, you must say no to carnality. No to fleshliness. No. 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 A natural man cannot receive. If God is going to pour himself out to you, he must draw you out of your fleshliness. The second person is a casual Christian. You see, a casual Christian is one that takes nothing serious. Say, and so what? So we are here. Yes, okay, that's fine. All right, that's fine. Oh, wow, that's amazing. It takes nothing. Nothing, nothing is important to him. You see, you see, spiritual things are not important to him. He doesn't even know that this is, this is God. Is a casual. The Bible spoke about in Hebrews, he spoke about Esau. He said Esau was a profane person. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16 to 17. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16 to 17. Help me do more. Hebrews 10, 16 to 17. He says, this is the, Yes. This is the covenant I will, that I will make with them. Yes. After those days, see the Lord. No, that, that can be it. That can be it. Hebrews chapter 12, I mean. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12, 16 to 17. Help me. Hebrews 12, 16, Lest 17. there be any fornicator Lest or profane there be any fornicator or profane. Sorry, you see profane. I don't know how to explain profanity to you in English. I can conceive. You know, someone that just saying, eh, and then, why are we, is he up to that? It's not that deep. It says, lest anyone be a profane as Esau. For one morsel of meat, sold his birthright. He sold. He said to Jacob, He said, What value is my birthright? He said, What value? He sold his entire generational inheritance for a plate of food. He saw, sold his life for food and he said it what value what value is my birthright is our echo super there people who are selling birthrights on the morsel of meat 
Uh-huh. It's not that serious. Is it not SSC? Is it not Pastor Philip? Yeah, I gave him high five yesterday now. Casual. Everything is just. Just there. The Bible says next verse. Help me. What to say next verse? How that afterwards. Afterwards. When he would have inherited the blessings. When he would have inherited the blessings. He was rejected. He was rejected. For he found no place of repentance. Yes. Though he sought it. He sought it diligently. He, he cried. But it was gone. That is why this season is not forever. Oh. A time will come and say, seek the Lord when he can be found. Call him when he's near. The Lord is not near forever. Oh. He sought it. He wept. He cried. But he was gone. Why? He was a casual, you know, our friends and family service used to be called casual Sunday before. The Lord stopped it. The Lord said to me, never. I said, casual, never. Ask the design team. I said, no, there's no casual service in the service. So let's change it. Friends and family service. No, there's no casual. Anything can happen. Anything. Doors can be open. In this, anything. Blind eyes can be. Anything. There's no casual service in this church. Casual. Casual. When I was on campus, my wife, you know what happened yesterday? I remembered. In 2009, we were preparing for that meeting. On campus 2009 how many is that ago eh? 13 years ago we were praying for a meeting on campus and I had called my mentor evangelist Bill Gashita was to pray for me for the meeting and on the phone I went on my knees and my wife then she was sister for me she knelt down beside me and as Evangelista prayed for us over that meeting. Two days ago, I was rushing up to, it was in Abuja, I was rushing up to meet him in when women pray. I was dashing off from where I was. And before I got there, he had to catch up a flight going to Lagos. And so, ah, he said, Philip, I would have loved, he said, but I wanted to impart you with gifts. I said, yes, sir. I'm ready, sir. He said, I'll call you in 30 minutes. So when I was going to call me, I rushed into the kitchen so I could receive a call. And my wife and I knelt down as he proclaimed a blessing over this meeting. You see? And it just dawned on me that this was 13 years ago. We are still doing the same thing. He said, hey, is he not on phone? I knelt down. He would not see me. But God, you see, it is God whom you serve. It is God that pours out His Spirit. Don't be casual. Don't be casual. Not every meeting is play. Don't be casual. Pastor Yadebe was coming to MK Abiola Stadium in Abiokuta. And I've never seen him before. But my heart, as a young boy, panted to see him. So when they told us, Pastor, that the other is coming, he just go fishing. Let's go fishing. And he was, was, was going to be going from state to state. So he was coming to Abiokta. So we started moving from, from, um, from our house in, the, in my elder brother's SUV. People were just playing. You know me, I was a man with a body. 
I wanted to see this man. My point was that I told God, I said, Lord, if I should just use my two eyes to see Pastor Debu like this, let all the anointing in his life, let all the glory, let all the power, let all the unction, let all the oil that he carries, double it, and then put it on me. You see, that was my prayer. So from home, I started praying. Eka, membro, sofre, kappa, terra. People say, hey, look at that thing. Hey, see that thing. Hey, no, no, no. Eto, fele, raba, shete, kori, sufre, tali. If I were you, that's what I would do on Friday. Ento, mensko, proto, fili, kappa. You are coming into the shadada, talia, mande. God, today is my day. Today is my day. So that was what I did. Throughout to the journey. Throughout to we go to the stadium. I said, Lord, if I see him, if I see him, let all the anointing on his life come. So I strategically sat down in a place where I thought that it was going to pass. You see, I didn't want to sit too much in the front because Usher will soon come and push us to the back. So I went and sat at the back and I was praying. Father, your son is coming. Your son is coming. Your son is coming. People were greeting them, saying, Hey, it's been so long I saw you. Hey, what did they say today? Hey, how are you now? I'm on call. How are the children? Emma, Sofra, Tela, Sheka, Eta. Father, your son is coming. When his boss that was going to bring him came, the boss was supposed to park right in front of where I was sitting. I said, God, I'm going to see him now. One usher, maybe it was the devil that sent him. The usher just came and said, No, he can't park here. He has to go to the far down there. I said, Father, I rebuke you, Osha, in the name of Jesus. And he just said, okay, okay, it's okay, it's okay. Let him park here now. I'm telling you like that. And I was watching. People were coming down from the bus. My eyes was fixed that if this guy comes out, ah, I'm going to get everything he has on him. So the protocol were coming out. Everybody was coming out. Everybody was coming out. And I saw him. Ah, I saw him. I saw him. I saw him. You see, everyone trusts Jesus, but the woman of the woman of the blood trusts him differently. You see, everyone saw him, but I saw him differently. Because there was a panting in my heart. If I come here on Friday, there will be people that will be in this meeting that will see literal oil dripping from my head. They will see it. They will see my face glistening like an angel. They will see it. Because of the panting in their spirit. So when I saw him that day, people shouted, I shouted, My father, I have seen him. And because as he came out, I read his lips. He said, Thank you, Jesus. Ah. I screamed. I started shaking from the crown of my to the sole of my feet. I was shaking. All by myself. No, I see. I fell down on the floor and I began to pray. I said, Now let all the fire he carries come on me. Let all the power he carries come on me. And I mistakenly said, Let all the cross he carry come on me. And then I said, Yes. I said, Lord. I said, Sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord. That was a mistake. I made a mistake now. The Lord said, you didn't make any mistake. I said, that was a mistake. I didn't make God says, no, no. No, Philip, no. Ask him, is that how he got the anointing? Did he just stand in an auditorium and begin to lay claim on someone else's anointing 
ask him what cross he had to bear. Nightless sleep, night, he had, he had no sleep. Days, he didn't eat any. He said, son, I have put on you now an hunger to pursue the prize to carry the anointing. It was a casual meeting for every other people. But on that day, I caught an hunger in my heart. Don't be casual. Don't be casual. God can pass and you will not know. In Luke chapter 24, verse 24, they spoke to the men going to Emmaus. Luke 24, verse 24 to 32. They said, did our heart not born when he spoke with us? They didn't know it was the one. They didn't know it was the one. Did our heart, give me verse 14. Verse 44. Verse. Sorry, verse 32. Luke 24, verse 32. What did he say? And they said to one another, Yes. Did not our heart born within us? Did not our heart. Okay, let's start from verse 30. Verse 31. And their eyes were open. Okay, verse 30 then. And it came to pass. Yes. As he sat at meat with them. As he sat at meat with them. He took bread. He took bread. And blessed it. And blessed it. And break. And break. And gave to them. And gave to them. And their eyes were opened. And their eyes were opened. And they knew him. And they found out it was Jesus. And now, they, they have worked with him all day. They've been with him all day. They've been talking just all day. They didn't know it was Jesus. Until that night that they found out. Then what happened? And he vanished, he vanished. out of their sight. The moment they saw that it was him, he just disappeared. What happened next? And they said one to another. They now said to each other. Did not our heart burn within us? We knew it. When he spoke, our heart was burning. Some people's heart is burning right here. As I speak. Your heart is burning. It's burning. Right here, as I speak. It's not a hard bone when he spoke with us. Some people might even claim, that, ah, pastor, if only I was around when Jesus Christ was here, ah, I would have followed Jesus. If I, was, I saw lame walk, I saw blind see, ah, <laughs> me, I would have followed Jesus. Do you know there were human beings like you that I didn't follow him? Who told you that Jesus Christ is no longer here? Jesus is still here. He's here through his body. Till today, we are still seeing blind eyes open. I still seeing lame leg walks. We are seeing people dead. We are being dead, being raised. Yeah. If they didn't believe him then, people will not believe him now. Jesus could be walking through a generation and yet people did not know. He cried over Jerusalem. In the book of Luke 19, he wept. Verse 41 to 44. The Bible says he wept. It says, if only you know the day of your visitation. If only. All the things your heart is panting for now. If only you know that today is the day that God can heal you. Today. If only you know. I shared a testimony about two years ago of one of our brothers in church. Who had hemorrhage. He had pile. And where he walks, they were supposed to wear white and white. But he had to wear black. He had to take a special permission from the authorities to wear black because of that health condition, because of the blood stain. And he had had it for two years. Two years. Two years. That thing was out there. He could not even sit down for one hour. Painful. Pile. His bum bum like that. And one day, me, I just shared the testimony of a fellow who had been diagnosed with cancer. Who I prayed for over the phone and God healed over the phone and the cancer disappeared. Ah, so I shared it on my status and he saw it. He said, Ah, Abba, I walk with Pastor Philip. 
I served with him. This fellow has not even seen him before. On the phone. Cancer. How can someone from far away in the phone get their healing? And me that I'm serving with him beside him. Cannot get my healing. He said, God forbid. Today, I must get healed. So that morning, he took his white trousers. As he wore it, something said, ah, your shame today. The shame you have today is going to have PhD. You are going to go to office with white and you know your condition. He said, never. He wore his trousers, white. He said, the same Jesus. The, somebody say, same, say, same Jesus. Say, the same Jesus. He said, the same Jesus that healed that fellow over the phone through Pastor Philip. That Jesus knows I'm serving with Pastor Philip. I cannot have pie. So he wore his white trousers like that. And we, I mean, for the first time, people said, you're wearing white trousers today? What's, what's going on? He went to the, to the office and sat down for two hours and prayed in tongues for two hours. Ekam, parados, keta, in kibata, in the name, something say, ah, something say, by now, by now, your trouser would have scattered. By now, the old blood would have finished everywhere. Ah, he continued, he got up, went to the bedroom. The pile had disappeared. Ah, it's a lie. He is not just not bleeding or bloody. The pile had disappeared inside. He was too afraid to share the testimony. That was Wednesday. So he said, no, no. This can't be true. I've carried this thing for two years. He told me, on, he told my wife on Saturday, that was on Sunday, then my wife called me and told me, say, sweetheart, hear this testimony. I said, what? What? Disappear like that. I rushed into my bedroom and I started weeping like a child. I know my daughter came that day and said, ah, daddy, why are you crying? I didn't know what to say. I said, it's Jesus. He said, did Jesus beat you? I said, no, he touched me. Jesus touched me. He said by himself, today is my day. You see, every day is God's day. The day you believe is your day. You can say, today, today, today is my day of visitation. Number one, don't let it pass you by. Number two, an encounter is just the beginning. An encounter is just the beginning. An encounter is just the beginning. We see in the life of people that God had called. That when he calls them through an encounter, he wants to start a journey. So wind of the spirit is not an end. It's the beginning of a season in your life. The way you have lived your life preparing for this meeting is the way you must start living your life forever. When God called Moses, Exodus chapter 3, the Bible says only the bush burnt. When he returned in Exodus chapter 19, the entire mountain was engulfed with fire. The Bible says that there were thunders and there were smoke everywhere. 
and God spoke with a thunderous voice and there were trumpets and blastings. Now, when it was there the first time, only the bush was burning and it was there for maybe two hours. This time, he went into the darkness where God was. The Bible says he was there for 40 days. Every encounter is a luring into a deeper encounter. Every time God gives you an encounter with him, it's because he wants to call you into more. Oh, I can share with you my encounters with God. I can share with you when he touched me. And every time he had touched me, he had called me deeper and further into deeper things. So I don't want you to see the wind of the Spirit as an end in itself. That okay, we're going to have the meeting and then we can all go back to our normal life. You don't have a normal life after now. Yes. You don't have a normal life. The way you pray is the way you keep praying. The way you fast is the way you keep fasting. Every day, your heart must pant for the Lord. So you must keep it burning or lest it will die. In the book of Paul, in the book of Acts chapter 9, verse 3 to 8, Paul, Paul gave his own encounter. He gave his, his, own, his own story, how the Lord met with him on the road to Damascus. Help me do more. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. So we know that the, Jesus met with Paul on the road to Damascus. And that was an encounter he had. And his life never remained the same. But that was not the end of all his encounters. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, do you have it do more? Yes, Verse 1 to 4, what does it say? It is not expedient for me doubtless to glory. Is, is this King James? Give me an NLT. What does NLT? Let's look at NLT. NLT, give me an NLT. This boasting will do no good. Yes. But I must go on. Yes. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. Yes. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. So he was talking about, he told us about the only other the Lord met with him on the road to Damascus. This time he had another encounter. In this encounter, he was caught up to heavens. Okay, continue. Whether I was in my body yes. or out of my body, I yes. don't know. I don't know. Only God knows. Only God knows. Yes. Yes. Only God knows whether I was in my body or outside my body. Yes. But I do know yes. that I was caught up. I was caught up. To paradise. To paradise. And heard things so outstanding that they cannot be expressed in words. Paul said what he had them saying in heaven. They was too outstanding that he could not express it in words. As you go higher in your walk with God, you see it will get more silent. All this noise is earthly realm. Voice and speech is the lowest form of communication. There's a level in your spirit. We read hearts. It's heart to heart. We see in your eyes fire. You don't even have to speak. We hear each other clearly. You come into a place and the power of God is heavy. We hear each other without even words. He said, what I heard, I couldn't say. Then what does it say next? Things no human is allowed to tell. They don't even talk about it. You know, I said one day that the Lord showed me the vision of heaven. I was laying on my back. And the things that I saw that day, I told you guys, I could not express. I am still trying to say, okay, this happens. Every time I want to say it, I couldn't say it. Ronnie Howard, Ronnie Howard. Swive, Howard Brown, Swive, had an encounter with God. It was so heavy, she was under the power of God for days. I mean, people could have been under the power of God, Bobby, for days. I've seen people under the power of God for three days. We had a concert on campus, when I was on campus, fire. People could not speak English for 12 hours. I saw one person dance for three days. Three days. 
Three days. The person danced. No noise. Just dancing. I saw people run. He said, is that in the Bible? The Bible says, the hands of the Lord came upon Elijah and he ran. People run. One woman spoke in fluent Spanish for seven days. Illiterate woman. They, they, they went up. She could not speak English again. The husband was so worried. The power of God. So I've seen encounters like that. We've seen the power of God fill a place and people are under the glory of God for days. Ha! We are living too lower, lower than our possibilities. Possibilities. Paul said what I saw. We are not even permitted to say it. So we see him grow from one level of encounter to a deeper level of encounter. So number one, don't let it pass you by. Number two, an encounter is just the beginning. The wind of the Spirit is not an end. I want to announce to you that it's the beginning of God's journey with you. If you make up your mind, that could be a start of a different journey in your life. I know where the Father of God fell on me and I can take you there. I said that over and over and over. The wind of the Spirit can be your own experience. Where you could say, Father, this was where you met with me. I can tell your friends, I know where the Father of God fell on me and I can take you there. I can take you there. I can take you there. Pastor, Bishop, when people will tell you about how, how, how we study the, the mandate, 18 hours, long vision. He can tell, if you listen to Pastor Adebo, you hear him say about how, how his journeys with God, his encounters with God. If you listen to every man of God that you respect, Apostle Simon, people, they will tell you about their journey with God. And how that God has taken them from a level of encounter is like a wave of seas. Ezekiel said, as I went further, it got to my ankle. Then I went further, it got to my knees. Then I went further, it got to my loins. Then I went further, then it became overflowing. You see, the river is the same, but the depth of the man of God is different. And it's the man of God that determines the depth because the river doesn't change, the river doesn't move. But as you take steps for that, as you take steps for that, you go deeper. So how deep you have gone is how far you have gone. An encounter is to call you into deeper encounters. I have had my encounter. You should have yours. Number three is to retain it. Retain it. And I'll end here. No encounter lasts forever. No encounter lasts forever. Even the wind that blew in the upper room did not blow forever. And so if you have an experience with God, it will not last forever. I used to say that the burning bush did not burn forever. The light that shone on, that shone on Paul on the way to Damascus did not shine on him forever. One day, the light went, or that moment, the light went. If you had experience, it will go. It will not last forever. I saw angels once. I don't pray to see them again. It didn't last forever. I was in a redeemed camp, and I fasted and prayed. And I was tired. And I was laying down on a bench. And the prayer meeting was going. And the prayer meeting was going. And the Lord spoke to me, son, stand up and join the prayer meeting. And I said, Lord, I'm tired. I can't stand up. The Lord says, try, stand up. I said, no, I'm tired. I'm really tired. That was about my fourth day of the fast. And I couldn't stand up. And as I said, no, I can't stand up. I looked up. And I saw two angels. They were... They were so tall, I didn't see their face. Two of them. They walked up to me where I was laying down. They stretched their hands. I did not argue with them. 
I did not send them around. I did not say, you are my ministry spirit, you're going for me. I gave them my hands. They picked me up. They said nothing. Nothing. They took me to the prayer meeting and they walked away. I said, Lord, let it be the last time. I was scared. I was scared. And the pastor said one time that he believes, he said his own name, he said he believes that the smallest angel will be the size of an airplane. That's what Pastor Debbie said. I mean, he has had visitations and encounters. He said, he, he, by his expression, he thinks the smallest angel will be the size of an airplane. If you read the book of Revelations, you will not pray to see them. Some of them have six edge. One edge is like a lion, one edge is like a tiger, one edge is like a human being, and one edge is like a baby. They have six wings. With two, with two, they cover their face. With two, they cover their body. With two, they cover their legs. But every encounter will draw you in. So, you see, I've had encounters, but how then do I retain it? It didn't last forever. It went. It's possible for a flood of rain to fall. Do you know that? We are, we are going to the Amatan season now. You get my point? A time will come that you will not even believe that water ever fell around this area before. So it's possible for a man to experience such an, an, an anointing and such a flood of God's glory that a time will come that you will not even see a trace of that glory in his life. Because there are seasons. Are you following my point? But it's God's plan that a man will bring forth fruit in every season. Because he's supposed to be planted beside the rivers of water. So as a believer, you're not supposed to have a season of God's glory and a season of Ichabod. No. 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 How then do I retain it? In 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, Elisha was prophesying. He says, you may not see wind, you may not see rain, but this valley shall be filled with water. Therefore, build ditches. So he says, the rain of God will follow, but you have to build ditches to trap, the, you can trap God's glory. That when this rain is falling, you have already made reservoirs. Are you following my point? To trap what God is doing. So how do I trap it? I build ditches. By building ditches, one thing you have to build is to build altars around your encounters. You see, I build altars around my encounters. Every time God met with me or spoke to me or had an encounter with me, I build an altar around it. And where did we learn that from? Our patriarchs, our fathers of faith, they did it. If you read the book of in the Old Testament, you see the Old Testament saints. Sometimes the Lord does something in their life and they plant an oak tree. And they will tell their children, it was at this season of my life, the Lord did this, we planted this tree. Sometimes they would build an altar. Let's go, help me. Do more. They will build an altar. In Genesis chapter 12, we're going to read this together. We're going to Genesis chapter 12, verse 7 to 8, King James. Genesis 12, 7 to 8. Genesis 13, 1 to 4. Do you get that? Genesis 13, 14 to 18. So give me Genesis 12, 7 to 8 first. What does it say? Genesis 12, and 7 Lord, to 8. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham. Genesis 12, 7 to 8. Media. Genesis 12, 7 to 8. Okay, yes. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham. Yes. And said, Yes. Unto thy seed will I give this land. Yes. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord. Who appeared to him. So you see, when the Lord appeared to Abraham, Abraham built an altar to the Lord who appeared to him. If you come to my bookshelf now, I have journals of what the Lord has appeared to me. When the Lord appears to me, I was in a retreat for some days this week. 
And the Lord appeared to me. And when the Lord appeared to me, I built an altar by keeping a memorial of what the Lord had appeared to me on. As you are here, there are people that are not writing anything. It is very, very unwise to depend on your brain for memory. By now you know that you are not that sharp. You should have known. That you are not that smart. So what do they do? They build an altar. So what did he say? Help me, next verse. Yes. On the east of Bethel. Yes. And pitched his tents. Yes. Having Bethel on the west. Yes. And high on the east. That's verse 8, Abby. Yes, sir. That verse 8. So now you go straight to, for Genesis 13, 1 to 4. So in Genesis 13, what happened? 1 to 4. And Abraham went up out of Egypt. No, 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 no. We've missed something. Genesis 12, 7 to 8. Did you finish verse 8? No, sir. So continue verse 8. Having Bethel on the west and yes. high on the east, yes. and there he builded an altar unto the Lord yes. and called upon the name of the Lord. So he called upon the name of the Lord in that place. That's verse 8. That's Genesis 12, verse 8. Abby? Yes, sir. Okay. So if you go, if you go to verse 10. Now the Bible says, And there was a famine in the land, and Abraham went down. Verse 10. Please note that in your Bible. He went where? He went where? Down. He went down. So the Bible says he went down to Egypt. And every time the Bible says anybody goes down, they actually went down. People went down. The people that are coming from office and they went down to Olusho House. Yeah. The people that are coming, going to, going to, going, coming from, from a place and they went down. People branched from where they are coming and they went down. They, are, they may have gone to Wusetu, but where they went was down. Nobody knows about it. The past. There are people who have sneaked in their life and went down to places. Are you following my point? So, but you have to understand that you had already you had built an altar before it went down. This is the reason why you must have an altar of memorial. For the seasons of your life where you may go down. Because if you now go to Genesis chapter 13, verse 1, the Bible says, Then Abraham did what? Genesis 13, verse 1. Verse 1. So now, he had, when he went down to Egypt, he had terrible experiences there. And that's what happens when you go down. Don't go down. No matter what's happening where you are, don't go down. Don't go down. Don't go down. The devil might be luring you. Hey, don't worry, everything's gonna be fine. Come down. Don't go down. Turn by say, neighbor, don't go down. So the Bible says now he had already built an altar. So when he went down in verse 13, it says he went up. Abi. Yes, sir. So, continue what to say next. And Abraham went up out of Egypt. Yes. He and his wife. Yes. And all that he had. Yes. And lot with him into yes. the south. Yes. And Abraham was very rich in cattle. Yes. In silver and yes. in gold. Yes. And he went on his journeys from yes. the south. Yes. Even unto Bethel. So, he went to Bethel where he had built another. Continue. Unto the place where his tent had been at yes. the beginning. Yes. Between Bethel and High. Yes. Unto the place of the altar. So, he went back to an altar. The reason why you should have an altar is that it will remain a place where you can come back to. A lot of people have nowhere they can come back to. They have no junction in their journey with God. That they can say, it was at this point I met with God. So that when they fall aside, they can say, I am going back to that place where the Lord met me. You see, the Lord does not move. When Joseph and Mary left Jesus in the temple, they went three days without him. 
they assumed that he was with them. But they found out soon that he was not with them. And once they searched among their friends and searched everywhere, they couldn't find him. Where did they find him? They went back to where they once had him. Jesus does not leave. If you go back to your prayer life, you will find him. If you go back to your study life, you will find him. If you go back to your Bible, if you, when last did you see Jesus? If you go back, what were you doing? Who were you with? Where were you? If you go back, if you're feeling dry and empty now, just go back to what you were doing the last time you saw Jesus. So you can find him there. So I have an altar where I can go back to. Continue, what does it say next? That's for four. And there, Abraham yes. called on the name of the Lord. He called on the name of the Lord. If you look at Genesis 13, 14 to 18, for the same chapter, 14 to 18, what does it say? And the Lord said unto Abraham, yes. after that Lot was separated from him, yes. lift up now thine eyes yes. and look from the place where thou art yes. northward and southward yes. and eastward yes. and westward. Yes. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it yes. and to thy seed forever. Yes. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth yes. so that if a man can number the dust of the earth yes. then shall thy seed also be numbered. Yes. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it. Yes. For I will give it It says walk. Thee. You see this is a, it's a it's, a, it's an entire sermon on its own. It says, walk through the land, I'll give it to you. Yes? And then Abraham removed his tent. Removed his tent. And came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre. Yes. Which is in Hebron. Yes. And built there an altar So Abraham, after that encounter, what did he do again? Built there an altar You see, this Bethel, this Bethel, where Abraham was building an altar, that is why the decisions you make now are going to affect your children. What you are doing now is not just about yourself. So let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you what happened. Though. The stones he was using to build an altar to God in Bethel. Only boy here, Jacob. That was the stone he used as a pillow. No wonder God came to meet him there. A man can invest so much that his generation will be drawing from it. An altar. What God had come on. Jacob came and slept on it as a pillow. No wonder. No wonder it triggered. It triggered a tension. I tension traffic in heaven. But the sad thing was that when God came to Jacob, that's what happens to carnal Christians. When Jacob woke up from the dream, what did Jacob ask God? Eh? He said, give me bread. Jacob said, if you can give me bread, God came down and said, Jacob, this was where I met your great, your grandfather. I have made him great. I will make you great. He said, look at all this land. I will give it to you. The land that's unto the seed after you. And God began to speak mighty things to Jacob. Like he's saying things in your heart right now. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to use you for my glory. I'm going to do that. And Jacob woke up from that kind of experience. And what came to his mind is easy bites. He said, Lord, if you can just give me clothes, if you can just give me bread, that's a carnal Christian. That's why a carnal Christian cannot make the most of an encounter. 
baby came back and he wrestled with the angel. You know, he asked for bread. He said, Bless me. I just said, I thought you have sheep and cattle. He said, I know what I'm talking about. There's no blessing on my life. He said, Put a blessing on me. The angel said, No. He said, No, you can't go. The angel removed his leg. He said, I said, You can't go. Because you see, if he doesn't touch us, we will touch him. You go to that point of desperation. Retain what he has done in your life. You have a memoria. Everything that God has done for me, I know where they are. You see, I'm saying it as if it's yesterday. I'm saying it as if it's yesterday. When the Lord came on me, he did this to me. The Lord touched me. Oh, the Lord touched me. I shivered. I could describe how I felt. Because I have a memoria for them. I don't forget. So even when I weave out of the way, I always have something. You get my point? I always have something as a point of reference to return to. And that was why God spoke to Jacob. After 20 years, he says, look, I am the God of Bethel. You see, God has never introduced himself to anybody before as the God of Bethel. Nobody knew him as the God of Bethel. But Jacob was the one that named that place Bethel. And for Jacob, God was the God of Bethel. That was the last place I saw God. That was the last place I heard him. That was the last place I encountered with me. That was the last place he changed my life. I have somewhere to go back to. And I missed my way. Create a ditch to track the glory of God. I have it. So the wind of the Spirit is the beginning of a new journey. If you allow God this season, it will change your life. It will fill you with fire. Ministries that are in your belly will be brought out. Companies that you have held back for years. Business ideas that have been in your belly will pour out. From this place will come books and books and books and books and books. We will have women and men who will mount ministries and mount assignments. We will go to the government that will change our nation from an experience with God that they can always remember. Lift up your right hand and say, Lord, this is my season. Rise on your feet and pray in the Holy Ghost. Spend the Holy Ghost. Keba, Rabba, Shata. Membo, Koka. Embro, Kofiliki. Ilebadadaba, Shina, Namata. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SL Church NG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.